Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Jason Batalden, the Assistant Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. And uh, Paul, we've got a we've got more than just a guest with us today. We've got the we've got the man himself. The man himself. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's joining us on this podcast today. So, Gary, we're glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank this you. must this must be an important podcast. If Gary yeah. if Gary's joining us, on, this must be an important <laughs> podcast. That's true. All of our guests are important, but sometimes you know, uh, Gary's got to show up to make sure we stay in line, right? Yeah, that's, he, that's the, the only reason he's here. He, he he just wants to make sure that we don't mess up. <laughs> uh, you're just checking the sound level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Gary, I'm going to hand it over to you. I know we've got a very special and important guest today. Um, I know she's coming from us live from the other part of the state where she told me earlier it's not snowing so uh, I I told her I don't talk to people anymore who don't live in snow I stopped talking to my parents about two weeks ago they're in Arizona so but with that said Gary please introduce uh, our guest today okay thanks Jason good to see you again same to you Paul and and it is snowing outside folks here so uh we're really glad to have uh, Lupe Whistle joining us today. Lupe is the uh, state director for uh, Idaho AARP, and we're so fortunate to have a few minutes to spend with her. Uh, for those who know, know AARP, that's the uh, American Association of retired persons? Is that? No. She's shaking um, her head. You messed she's it up. Shaking her head. You got that wrong. It used to be, you know, uh, American Association of Retired People. But it's no longer an acronym for anything. It's just AARP because we're not just for retired people anymore. We are for uh, we work for fifty and older. So awesome. Okay, well we're going to get into that. You'll keep correcting me. I screw this up every time. Thank you, uh, Lupe. Uh, it's so glad we're so glad to have you here. If if you would take a moment, just kind of let's start off by getting people to to see a little bit about your experience or background and how you got to AARP here in Idaho. That would be great. Could you talk about that? Absolutely. And Gary, Paul, Jason, all of you, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I watched your last podcast. Very very nicely done. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. It was it was fantastic. And I thought I'm going to follow that. Oh, right on. <laughs> That's great. Well, we've got more uh, followers than my parents, so we're doing hey! well. <laughs> my parent, My mom doesn't even follow us. <laughs> no, it, it, it was really good, so thank you. You know, um, I, I was looking forward to this opportunity because we're doing so much. A little bit about me. I mean, again, yes, um, I am from Idaho, you know, but uh, I, you know, I've been with ARP for just about uh, just a little over five years. I came back um, and I say I came back uh, back October 15, 2015. 
and um, ARP brought me back. Uh, I was actually in Washington, D.C. I was working for the um, U.S. Senate. I worked for two different committees there. Um, I started out with the uh, Senate Committee on Aging, uh, working on aging policy, aging issues. And uh, then I was asked to go be the state direct, uh, staff director for the Idaho, or I'm sorry, for the U.S. Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs. And that was quite timely because, uh, as you know, uh, that was just a uh, just post 9-11 and uh, so many um, needs, so many issues, you know, to uh, deal with when it came to our veterans and um, service members coming back with traumatic injuries. So that was quite an experience and uh, uh, very rewarding work. Uh, of course, then uh, in 2015, uh, I, uh, ARP had a position here in Idaho and uh, they offered me the position and the rest is history. They brought me back to Idaho. Um, I worked here actually, I worked for the Kempthorne administration before I went to DC. I worked uh, for him at the um, Idaho Commission on Aging. And again, uh, great work there. So, um, but I'm really pleased to be back. The last 20 years, that's what I've been doing, really uh, working in the advocacy world, um, really trying to be the voice for people that uh, typically do not, um, uh, whose voices are not heard or whose voices need to be heard. So um, again, thank you again. Um, you know, here with AARP, of course, we have such a large um, membership. You know, we have almost 186,000 members here in the state. We are the largest uh, organization um, working on issues impacting the 50 plus and uh, we, I call ourselves, you know, um, we're a wise brand, uh, fierce defender. Our focus, you know, three different issues, which is uh, health, wealth, and self. So those are the three, um, three areas where we really focus. Health, I mean, you know, you've got to have, you do. You, you, we got to work on policies that are going to offer um, health care that's affordable, you know, and um and then, of course, then we also have to uh, look at the wealth piece, you know, I mean, got to have uh, the uh, savings, retirement and so on, your Social Security, uh, et cetera, you know, so that when, uh, you know, when you retire, you have a way to do so. And then, of course, the uh, self is uh, once you retire and you're healthy, you want to have opportunities and really enjoy your life, your, uh, your retirement life. So in a very compact in a way, that's who we are. That's awesome. It's very, very nice to hear that. What And people should understand, I mean, you bring a wealth, uh, a huge background uh, and experience of working uh, on aging and commissions and just being, being an advocate. So that means that uh, Idaho is, you know, is very, very lucky to have you and being able to have you at the head of this, this fantastic agency. I did not realize, Lupe, that you have that big a membership. My goodness. How, how does an organization like AARP reach out and, and get so many people on board? How does that happen? Well, uh, you know, first of all, we have a, uh, an outstanding executive council. As a matter of fact, uh, one of your, um, you know, someone from your organization, from your uni university is now our state president. You know, oh, Dr. yeah. Dr. Bessie Katsulamidis, a great leader. You know, so we're partners um, on in, in terms of the work we do. And we have a great, and there in uh, Pocatello, you have um, Marjane Wofford, you know, who uh, really makes sure that we hear about the issues in that community so that uh, 
we make sure and um, focus on those as well. Uh, but uh, we also have, we have, um, if you look at our representation and um, we only have five people in, in on staff. You met okay. one of them here just recently, you know, our um, state director for outreach. And we have uh, one person that does our advocacy work. And then we had communications and uh, our SOA, you know, uh, and who takes keeps us in line uh, budget wise and so on. And then uh, myself, you know, but then uh, we also have hundreds of volunteers that volunteer um, on a daily basis to make sure that we are able to offer all the different um, opportunities here in the state and also to get the word out. So uh, without our volunteers, we could never uh, do what we do. Yeah, yeah. That's a and, and th- that's an incredible operation. I, I got I've got to admit, the first time I, I was up in your offices, and, and I realized there's only a few of you. There's five five of you, and you depend very heavily on volunteers. And you have volunteers for all of the things that you're doing. I mean, what a very nicely run organization and being able to accomplish so much with that. Uh, kudos to you and, and to the staff. And by the way, for those who, who, who may not understand, she was referring to Kathy McDougal. McDougal. Uh, and we did a podcast with Kathy uh, here recently. And uh, in that one, we were talking about NKA and uh, AARP, NKA Treasure Valley, and you're headquartered there in Boise. But in, I remember in that podcast, while that is centered in, in Boise, the outreach from that group is, seems to be going broader and broader as well. So kudos to what she's doing in outreach reach and kudos to you for this fine group. Uh, that, that's terrific. That's a terrific story just to, in itself, my goodness. But you know, Gary, we couldn't do this without our partnership with you either. So, um, you know, our partnership with Idaho State University and, uh, and it, that's been phenomenal. I mean, I think we're in our sixth year and uh, and when you look at COVID, the pandemic, and you look at um, how it's made us, the word pivot, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, good word. we have gone from in-person events to, uh, to offering virtual events. And uh, with that also came opportunities, and that's that uh, we're now able to reach so many people across the state. You know, and they're able to benefit from so many of the uh, great programs that we have to offer. So that's been uh, that's been working very effectively. Last year was a learning year. This year is um, a year that where we can really engage more and more people across the whole state. Yeah, you've been very successful. That that group has has really turned to. And uh, I, I agree with you. You know, we, we look at COVID as being just a, a, a dramatic impact to many of our lives, and it is. But you've taken some of that and turned it into a real good opportunity with the outreach going through all of the virtual uh, classes that you hold and, and maybe some other events. And I'd like to talk with you, hear, hear some more about maybe some of the events uh, you're planning on for this year that might be of good interest to the audience. But going back, just one more thing, too, I want to enter, a, a, a acknowledge uh, – Margine, Margine Walford, here in uh, in Pocatello. She's uh, I've met worked with her on, on, on multiple occasions, and right now one of the one of the issues there is she's been joining the United Senior Project Group. Right. She's looking for a home for seniors here in in Pocatello on this side of the state, you know, where they can have activities, where they can do more educational things, where they can gather seniors uh, fifty plus and and do more. So. Uh, 
it, it just shows the outreach and extension that you're having, the impact impact you're having across the state. I'm sure it's everywhere else uh, as well. I don't know everybody you have, but you have a tremendous set of resources and volunteers. We have a phenomenal team. I mean, from staff to our uh, EC members to our volunteers across the state. Uh, again, I could never say enough about uh, the great people we have. When you look at, uh, we're in January, you know, so we're starting tax season. We have the tax aid program that's all run by volunteers. Uh, we also have the uh, driver safety program. Uh, again, another program that's totally run by volunteers. Um, then, of course, we have all the other programs that we have to offer our fraud watch. Our, um, you know, our, our advocacy is the big one. I'll talk a little bit about that since we're in, you know, legislate, uh, the legislature's in session. And so that's really our focus right now. But I mean, uh, during this pandemic, when you, um, you think of people just needing information, wanting to know uh, what's going on, what do I do, et cetera, you know, uh, we were very fortunate to have the governor join us um, at the very beginning of the pandemic to do the teletown hall meetings. Um, we've been able to reach over, and I am not kidding you, we have been reaching over 6,000 people uh, on the phone and then also on our uh, Facebook. And uh, that's been the way for people to get really information directly from the governor. Tell me, how many times are you able to uh, actually talk to the governor directly? Yeah. We're doing that. You know? <laughs> people are doing that. That's and, cool. But he takes that information and then he... Uh, Take, uh, he takes that and, and then finds solutions to try and address some of those issues. So that's been just very, very helpful to our large um, older population here in the state. Yeah, that, that is terrific. What a great uh, source of feedback for the government to get that directly from, from the group of members who are associated with the ARP. I mean, it works both ways. You know, it is awesome. It really is awesome. Uh, what kind of feed, as long as you're talking about them, what kind of feedback are the members uh, giving you? What are you hearing? What are they saying they need more of? What do they like? What don't they want? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, everybody is uh, suffering from isolation right now. Everybody wants to get back out there. And yep. uh, it's a bigger problem, of course, with our older population. When you look at the numbers, uh, the older population, especially um, those that are 65 and older, are the ones that are impacted the most, you know, deaths uh, in, you know, COVID deaths are more than 40% uh, of those folks that are in nursing homes and long-term care facilities. When you look at uh, uh, the 65 and older, you're looking now um, about 90, 96, 97, 98%. So that, that's huge, you know, so you can see why um, this is impacting them so much. They're not able to get out. They're not able to see their loved ones. They're not able to, uh, uh, when they were isolated before, this is worse, you know. Um, so they're ready and uh, they're looking forward to the uh, vaccines. Uh, those are coming uh, starting February the 1st. Um, they're able to at least uh, get on the uh, list to go and get their vaccine, um, yeah. those 65 and older. So that's that's been just a great, great news for them. Um, so, but I, I think they, they really want to just get back to some kind of normal. And uh, at this point, I don't even know what that really means. It's been so long. I just mentioned, I've been working from home since last March. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, my days kind of run together. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's understandable. You know, I think we're, we're all going through some of that. And I, I do appreciate when you talk about, I don't know what normal is anymore. I remember what normal used to be. And I'm anticipating there'll be changes, you know, once we get to, you know, a less impactful spot from COVID. But, you know, in all the news, we keep hearing, you know, hey, there's variations out there. There's new things to worry about. I don't know what the future normal is going to be, uh, but I'm so glad, you know, we've at least been able to capture other ways to get the work done, to accomplish the things we want to do, to meet like this. You know, those are important for all of us. And for, for those who, who can't get out, you know, particularly if, if you're challenged with any of the IT capabilities, that's a tough road to, to, to go through. And, and the more work we can do with that, uh, I think the better for everybody. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I have a question for you that, that you referred to, but there are there are projects that you do some long range planning throughout the year. You have some events that you know that maybe you want to talk about. And I'd love to hear some more about what you're hoping to accomplish in 2021. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just coming up, I just mentioned teletown halls. We have one coming up here on um, this coming Tuesday. Okay. You know, uh, we're doing the teletown halls. Continue to do those every uh, every other week. And uh, I mean, we'll have the governor for I think that 32nd or 33rd time, you know, um, but uh, he will be there with uh, the director of health and welfare, Dave Jepson, and uh, they will give an update on what's going on, especially with the uh, vaccines. Um, so many things changing, uh, priorities also changing, et cetera, you know, so he will be fielding many of those questions. So again, uh, I would suggest people, um, you know, they can call if they want to call or they can uh, they can sign up, you know, go to our website and uh, there's a way for them to sign up to be called uh, for that teletown hall. But then also the week of uh, February the 8th, um, we typically every year we have lobby day to really focus on our top priorities. And this week, uh, this year, we're not able to do a um, in-person lobby day. So we're going to have lobby week uh, and that'll be uh, from February the 8th through the uh, 12th you know, the week of February the 8th. Um, and we're going to have a movie during that week, you know, that uh, people can stream. We're going to have um, uh, that following day, which is February the 9th. We'll have a, a te another teletown hall with um, the president pro tem and uh, the speaker of the house, you know, to talk about um, just the legislative agenda, what's going on, what's going to get done. And also offer uh, people the opportunity to bring up the issues that are important to them, legislative issues they are in, that are important to them. So again, another opportunity, February the 9th, uh, it'll be again from 1230 to 130. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, one of our priorities, of course, is uh, retirement savings. Um, we're really trying to get uh, a bill passed this year. Uh, we, you know, I think the pandemic made it um, more clear, you know, how ill-prepared many of us are for retirement, let alone have any savings. Um, folks lost their homes, you know, um, and uh, we're looking right now at trying to figure a way for employers to be able to offer the employees. I'm talking small business employers that otherwise cannot offer a retirement plan. So to offer them just a way for them to, uh, for the employees to put some of their own money away for retirement. I mean, there's been studies done that uh, if you can offer a payroll deduction, um, you know, people are 15 times, and that's 15 times more likely that they will put some money away for retirement. So um, 
trying to work that this year and we'll see how it goes. Um, so then of course, we'll be offering a number of um, other events, you know, for people to participate. We just started up the uh, Movies for Grownups. So uh, go to our website okay. and uh, you can sign up so you can watch those. So we're gonna have those regularly. I think we've got four of them already scheduled. One coming up, I think this week. And uh, then another one, as I mentioned, uh, on uh, the week of February the 8th. And uh, then we have two others, and I don't have those dates in front of me. So, so those are like a shared watch, like you're watching them together, and you can talk yeah. what and communicate, and like, okay, all right, it'll be uh, well. We're offering a streaming service, uh, but you'll sign up, and uh, it'll you're the only one, or your family uh, can uh, can join that movie and watch that movie for free. So we used to have uh, movies for grownups. Uh, we, we would rent the theater and offer the movie, and we'd invite uh, uh, many of our members to join us. We're not able to do that right now. Yeah. So uh, we said, well, what can we do? Let's do a streaming service. Yeah, so, you, have to, cool. you have to pivot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flexibility, very right? Very Be good. flexible and ready to pivot. That's very good. Yeah, you, you know, you know <laughs> I, think, I can't remember who we had on. It was uh, a, a number of podcasts ago, but I learned then that uh, a number of our students in the university, they do movie nights. And, and I think it's the same kind of a shared streaming uh, that they do to watch some movies. So uh, there you go. Great pivot. Good pick up there. Um, anything towards the end of the year that you're looking forward to uh, once we get to, you know, towards the end of 2021? Who knows what that's going to look like, you know? Ah, um, yeah. I mean, really, who knows what that's going to look like? Uh, uh, obviously, you know, we will, we are hoping to be able to get back to, um, quote, normal, get back in the community, um, and uh, work on some of the other issues that we're still working on. But we need, you know, we need to get back out and uh, do our livable communities work, um, do our just community presence, you know, being there, having people come and join us. Um, uh, you know, so there's so much uh, that we haven't been able to do out there, you know, uh, in person. But again, we've been doing the best uh, with virtual events. I think we've done a really good job. Uh, I think out of uh, this pandemic, what we've gotten is many uh, of our membership and the older population really getting to uh, get comfortable, more comfortable with using technology. And that's, I think, uh, great for everyone because uh, the opportunities that opens up, you know, the opportunity to talk to uh, family members, friends across the country uh, or all over the world. And I'm getting a signal there. Paul, what were you? Well, I was thinking, was that like one of the biggest hurdles when this started happening was the transition yes. to the technology? Because, you know, before it was like most people was voluntary and then it became more central. We had some people that actually say, you know, I can't do that. I, I, I'm not interested in, in the virtual world. Uh, but you know what? Many of those folks are actually starting to join up. Uh, we've been offering classes left and right, you know, so they can uh, feel comfortable. And again, it's a comfort level. But you know what? I was not used to this either. I mean, to think that we're here having a, convert, a virtual conversation, you know, via Zoom. You know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I was not used to this, but I've had to get used to it. I've had to um, give in to we've, the video. Yeah, we've all had pre plenty of practice now. 
<laughs> well, I'm still technologically challenged, but anyway, I'm going to continue working on it. Oh, yes. I, you know, you pointed out so many great things, but I think I've heard a couple of alarms go off. Uh, we've approached and passed our 20 minute mark and I still haven't given you the opportunity. Uh, I want to do it now. To, if somebody wants to reach out to ARP or they want more information or they want to contact you with questions, what would be the best way for them to do that? We've got a number of ways they can do that. They can go to www.arp.org forward slash ID. Uh, they can also go to ARP Idaho Facebook. Uh, I would also encourage people to sign up for our uh, monthly newsletter. And uh, we send that out. Um, yeah, it's a monthly newsletter. But we highlight the top events for the month. And they arrive to your mailbox, to your email box, uh, the first of every month. Uh, or if all fails, you can call 866-295-7284. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Old-fashioned. Old Old-fashioned. you got to use the fingers to do the walking. Hey, you know, Lupe, I, I want to say uh, our time is up, but, uh, and I've had a lot of fun and learned some new things. Uh, appreciate all the work that you are doing, your team is doing with ARP here in Idaho. You've been a, a strong advocate for the Over 50s group. You bring a ton of great uh, experience to, to this organization. Obviously, AARP is growing well across the state. You've pivoted superbly in all the things that, that you've done. So um, thank you uh, for what you do and helping uh, a lot of us learn more and providing avenues that we can continue to find that normal that we've talked about. Um, that is an, that's an excellent way to be. Um, for all of the, uh, the folks who are out there, she gave you some contact information. Gem State AARP, Lupe Whistle is, is the lady. She has got the ear of the governor and town meetings coming up. So you ought to tune in because uh, that's how you get your feedback to where it needs to go. Thank you, Lupe, for that. Um, for all of our folks in the audience out there, uh, thank you for joining Sweet Talk. Uh, we hope you, you've had a good time learning something. If you see something you would like to hear, please let us know. You can reach us at cetrain.isu.edu. And uh, all of you have a great day. Thanks for uh, being with us on Sweet Talk and be safe out there. Thank, Thank you, Lupe. That was Thank wonderful. Thank you all Thank very you. much. Thank you.